Marissa Ferreira, born in Canada, now living in Colombia, South America, is going to share with us today how conflict is the gateway to healing and how to create deeper connections and more meaningful relationships. Welcome to the Global Party Podcast. I'm Jacqueline Best, host and creator of Best Whole New World, where joy, health, peace, love, and wealth are just the natural vibes. I'll be interviewing real people with real stories from all over the world, where they share their transformation, their healing from the inside out. Listen and subscribe and get the health vibe. We are live at the Global Party Healing from the Inside (laughs) Out. And we actually have two beautiful women that you're looking at right now that were both born in Canada, but Marissa is in Colombia. And this is where her home is in South America, for those of you that don't know where Colombia is. And she is coming to share with us today about conflict resolution, healing that, you know, that space. So, what exactly are we? going to be talking about here today? We're going to be talking about how conflict can actually, I believe conflict is the gateway to healing and Mm -hmm. to creating deeper and more meaningful relationships with everyone. I generally focus on family relationships because I believe that's kind of the the source and impacts all our other relationships, but all relationships I believe can be healed through conflict. So Besides the fact that conflict is the gateway to healing, which is going to give us some great results, there is a song that resonates with you. And what is the name of that song? It's called Happy. And that is where really most people want to go when they have their conflict resolved, isn't it? To feel happier in their relationships. So we're just going to, Feral Williams, we all love it. So we're just going to listen to a little bit here. And isn't that kind of what we need to do is just have a little bit more joy in the process. And if people actually looked at conflict, like, you know what, when we deal with this, it's going to be more joyful. It would be a whole other perception, wouldn't it? Absolutely. A lot of people try to avoid conflict because, I mean, it's a, it can be painful too, right? But if you do look at it with that different lens, that it can lead you to a lot more joy and happiness, then you're more apt to, to look for the, you know, the healing possibilities within the conflict. So how did you discover that the gem was in the conflict? Well, probably because of my own history. Um, I I grew up like many people in a dysfunctional family. There was um, emotional and physical abuse. And so I really had a lot of woundedness and trauma from my childhood. And as I started to work on myself and started working on healing from that past trauma, I noticed that I was able to totally shift uh, the relationships in my family that previously were very strained and very difficult. And so I took that into all my relationships. Um, I also learned, you know, from I was married once before and I didn't, you know, deal with conflict very well. 
And so I learned from my own mistakes or my own learning experiences. And I'm now in an amazing relationship for almost 20 years now. And we always, yeah, it's, it is something to celebrate. Um, and we, my husband and I always look at conflict as an opportunity for us to, to look deeper within ourselves at our, our wounds that are still not healed because mm -hmm. it, it happens in layers, right? I mean, I've been working on myself for over 40 years and I'm not going to, you know, sit here and say I'm completely healed. Right. <laughs> but what I do know is that whenever I feel any kind of um, trigger, within myself, if there's any conflict with me and my husband or anyone else, I know that that's a clue for me. That's kind of a clue for me to take a look at, okay, what part of me do I still need to heal? And when I heal that, then it, it brings us closer together. So it's my own, my own experience that kind of brought me to this place where I now want to help other people do the same thing. And, and so would you say from your own experience, was it was it that there was something inside you that said there has to be another way? Like I shouldn't have to be walked through life wounded. Well, I think for me, the first kind of awakening moment was I was actually going to see a counselor in my early twenties because I was really, I recognized that I was really um, lonely. I had difficulty making friends. I was very sad. And during one of our sessions, she asked me how I felt about, my one of my roommates because I was living with a few other girls at the time and I didn't know what to say I was I was just kind of like I didn't know and and I was kind of numb to it mm -hmm. and when I realized that I was like really like wow I I have no idea how I feel and I realized I also didn't have opinions about anything because it wasn't safe for me to express myself as a child so I just didn't bother having opinions or you know, I was just very quiet. And so when I recognized that during that session, I thought, you know, if I don't do something to heal from this past, I'm never going to be able to really truly love anyone or feel love. And, and I'll be happy, I'll be unhappy for the rest of my life and lonely. And I didn't, I didn't want that. So that's kind of what made me realize that I had to look at my own wounds and see, you know, what's really going on there. And what did I make all my past experiences mean? Because, right. it, you know, most of us attach, well, I would say probably all of us <laughs> attach meaning to our experiences and, you know, and, and we have core wounds because of our past. So for me, one of my core wounds was, you know, I wasn't good enough. Nothing I ever did was good enough. Right. I became a perfectionist. I had some OCD happening because everything had to be just so right for my world to be safe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I realized that, you know, I need to work on that so that I don't show up in other relationships always being triggered whenever there's anything that happens that makes me feel not good enough or not lovable or not worthy. Does that require a lot of effort to be that aware? It requires a willingness. Mm -hmm. to look at yourself because that's the biggest challenge I think that a lot of us have when we get triggered and, and we all know what you know what that's like I mean conflict happens when I believe conflict happens when we've been uh, a wound that's not been healed has been triggered and it's been activated so it brings us back not consciously but it brings us back to that wounded child state and that's why I think, you know, a lot of people say, well, wow, you're acting like a child. Well, on a lot of levels you are because you are back emotionally in that place. Although that's not the 
most productive thing to say to somebody that's there. What they, right? <laughs> that just kind of adds fuel to fire. What they need is compassion, like a right. child would, right? <laughs> so, but so so in terms of a lot of work, I think it's a lot of work to to not deal with our wounds because it just keeps coming up. It doesn't go away. Like if we keep burying them, then it just follows us with us everywhere whether we're conscious of it or not, and it's ruling our life. So yes, it does take work, but if you look at it from the perspective that this is going to allow me to experience, like we said earlier, more joy and more happiness in my life and, and healthier and more uh, meaningful relationships with ourselves and with the people that are important to us, then then we're willing to do the work. I mean, I, I, I'm totally committed to it because I got to see the results, you know, as you start to heal and you start to, see the difference in your life, it doesn't feel like hard work anymore. So it's it's not always easy when you're confronted, you know, because we want to blame the other person all the time, right? If, because we feel like if, we, if we're upset, you know, because of what somebody did or didn't do or said or didn't say, we really think that's why we're upset. And what I try to, you know, help my clients recognize is that that's just the surface thing. That's just, you know, that's not really why you're upset. It's about looking a little bit deeper. What are you making that this particular situation mean? And when you can do that, you start to heal, you know, what's really going on. And then those things that used to upset you don't anymore. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I, I typed in there that it takes more work to ignore it. And I just wanted you to actually expand on that one. Because I know, like you know, that when we've looked at ourselves and, you know, released, it's like, oh, it's so much more freedom. It is like growing yeah. your hair long. You're like, oh, yeah. you know, it, yeah. <laughs> um, it, there is a, a gift in being able to embrace yes. yourself. And, and, and when I know for me, when I'm able to go, you know what, I am good enough. Yes. You know, I am lovable and I am different and that's okay. You know, mm -hmm. um, I I guess even in this past year, it's like to be able to say, you know what, I realized like with this whole COVID thing, it's like, I'm completely, like I say, a butterfly, you know, like I, there's no common ingredient, you know, in terms of the perceptions. Um, and I'm okay with that. I wouldn't have been probably okay with that even last year. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. There's because, as you say, there's always little layers. There's always little extra things that we have to that show up. It's like the you know sure. the emotion, the wind blows in. I mean, that's life. To me, that's mm -hmm. life. You have mm -hmm. an experience, and then you get to choose. Ooh, gee, my my shoe is covered in mud. You know, like my emotions have been triggered. I'm, uh, uh yeah. There's cobwebs. You know, yeah. it's if. If that is the experience, instead of thinking intellectually, we have to learn a specific knowledge. If we could intellectually realize we've given every experience meaning yes. and that meaning may be harming us or taking us away from where we want to go yes. versus helping us go where we want to go, which is your gateway, right? You want to exactly. redirect the exactly. experience and say, no, 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 you can choose that way. But is that working for you anymore? Absolutely. And, and that's, that's the beauty of it is that we, we get to choose and change the stories of the past. And people might say, well, no, because what happened is what happened. You can't change it. And, 
It's true, you can't change the actual specific events, but you can change your perception around what really happened. Because a lot of times, you know, when we made up stuff as kids, it was based on what? I mean, it's a child's mind. We really didn't know what was going on with the adults in our, you know, that were maybe causing us that pain and suffering. And when we can look at it from a different perspective, then it takes away a lot of the sting. And, and we're able to actually have compassion even for those people that hurt us. I mean, that's what happened with, with me and, and my father. I mean, he was very, very strict. But he, you know, he, he was, you know, from Italy, an immigrant to Canada. And, you know, he came when he was young, he was 18. And, and he didn't have the skills. He had three young kids under the age of five in his early 20s. I mean, you know, worried about making money, putting food on the table, had a lot of stress and anxiety. Now, I'm not saying, you know, we need to condone, you know, abusive behavior, but when we can understand it, and we don't take it personally anymore. So I was able to see that wasn't because I was a bad kid, had nothing to do with me, right? He just had his own issues and didn't have the tools in order to, to deal with them in a more appropriate way. And so I was able to actually look and see, you know, his own woundedness and see his inner child that never had the opportunity to heal. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I was able to totally transform my relationship with him from one of, you know, extreme fear and not wanting to spend time with him to, to deep love. And that's the beauty of, of the healing is you really can shift any relationship, even if per the person is no longer with you, right. you can shift your memories. And, and shifting your memories is allowing you even to become at peace because ultimately yes. every one of us, whether you're in that space of wanting to forgive yet completely, mm -hmm. you're still the one that's holding on to that experience. Mm -hmm. And I, I think again, we just, we're not in a sense excusing that someone was hit or abused or however the situation right. is like what we're saying is you're left with the the remnants of that experience yes right yes and if you and if we don't forgive like we're holding on to that energy it's affecting our lives in a negative way right because the other person's you know whether we forgive them or not yes they may they may be suffering too if they know that we're not forgiving them and we have anger towards them and they want peace and then yes they might suffer as well but really in the end forgiveness is about setting yourself free it's not about condoning anything and and that's you know the biggest challenge people have they're like well how can i forgive something that's really horrible and it's like you know you forgive because the person you know was doing the best that they can with the you know their level of consciousness their level of understanding like i said earlier the tools or lack thereof that was the best they could do even if it wasn't so great for you but if you can let that go you're to you're free otherwise the more we hold on to to um, lack of forgiveness uh, that to me is giving our power away to the person who harmed us that's an excellent point. Can you, um, Miss, Miss Lovely Christine Fanning from Ireland is is, is busy, sh you know, sharing some comments here. Oh, and okay. so I don't know if you can. Um, I but, don't see them, so okay, go ahead. You don't see yes. them. So no. it's healing to know, you know, it's healing to know that it's true now, right? It's interrupting and creating a new reality, right? It's the idea yeah. that, I mean, I love Christine. So, um, I was going to see. I saw that. I was going to type what you just said. What was what was the point that to make that point? Uh, Multitask. That's okay. It was about giving our power away. Giving we give our, our power, power away. 
when we don't um, forgive people because now they have a hold on us. They have the power to keep us feeling angry or resentful or in pain. So it's not until we take full responsibility for our own feelings, not because we're to blame. And I think that's another distinction I, I really like to share with people is that I believe we have to take 100% responsibility for all of our emotions and for the quality of all of our relationships. And that doesn't mean we're to blame for anything. I tell everyone to just let go of the blame game. It serves nobody and it, it serves no purpose. So if we can just forget about blame and just look at empowerment, you have power when you take responsibility. You have no power when you give it away to somebody else and say, well, I can't be happy until you know they show up differently or I can't be joyful or I can't be at peace until they you know, ask for forgiveness. Because that's another thing. People have trouble forgiving somebody who doesn't even think they need to be forgiven. Oh, yeah. Right? They're like, that true? you don't even think they did anything wrong and I'm supposed to forgive them? Like, I don't think so. But, you know, this is what people think. And I'm saying, well, yeah, but if you're depending on them to ask for forgiveness or to even recognize that they've hurt you in any way, you're still giving them your power. And, and isn't that a like level one stage almost when somebody realizes, okay, I'm going to go, I'm a, I was, I was a victim of abuse and I'm going to go to my parent or whatever. And, and I'm going to say, you know what, you abuse me and their immediate response generally, I'd say, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time is no. That wasn't their perspective. And I just want to jump in and say something that I think is really important. You don't even necessarily have to confront the abuser, right? We think we do, but that's part of our ego mind that thinks, well, I need to let them know just right. what they did so that, you know, because a part of our ego wants them to suffer the way we suffered. Mm -hmm. But in some cases, it, it would be appropriate to have a conversation with a parent or whoever the abuser was. And in some cases, it might not be. So every situation is different and I would need to know, you know, all of what's going on. In my situation, I knew it would not be helpful for me to uh, confront my father because I knew that he knew. But because I could tell that he had some regret, mm -hmm. but he was not going to be able to deal with it on an right. emotional level. I did not feel that it would serve him in any way for me to bring up that past because it would just bring up more pain in him. And for what purpose? I didn't need him to suffer. He was also, he was making himself suffer. I didn't need to add to that. But I knew that because I did the healing work, I was able to show up and be with him, uh, you know, especially, you know, during the last two months of, of his life, I, I left Columbia, like within a week when I heard he, you know, was diagnosed with a terminal illness. And that was not from obligation, because that's what good daughters do. That would have been the case had it been many years earlier. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you, it would be like, well, I have to, right? Right. But I, I didn't even think twice. It was like, I wanted to be there immediately as fast as I could get there. And, and that was because of the healing work I had done. And it was beautiful to be able to spend that time together. So I, I just, I reiterated on here that no one has to confront anybody, right? Because healing really is about the, the thoughts and the beliefs and yeah. the emotions and everything we're experiencing in our body. That's really what's holding us hostage yes. to what is in, and inhibiting us to transforming that. Exactly, right? exactly. And, and it's not even about confronting, I would say more have a conversation. Mm 
-hmm. Like I, I, I help my clients to how to initiate a conversation if that's something that you know we agree together would serve them on their healing journey and help to create the relationship that they want but there's ways to in, to start a new conversation especially about something that's never been discussed right if there's family secrets like there's all kinds of stuff that goes on in families right right and if things have not been talked about for like decades you don't want to just show up you know at christmas say by the way you know there's <laughs> it's not going to go so well so there's ways that you can you can initiate these conversations and the key is to really come from love and compassion and a sincere desire to communicate heart to heart not to set something straight or to point the finger and to lay blame or any of that because that's just going to create more pain for you in the long run that's that's beautiful because um, I think some people that's where they get stopped mm -hmm. is they, they're already dreading what's going to happen in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so it really is a step-by-step -step process and it is unique mm -hmm. for each person because there's never a similar, there might be similar things people go through, but right. the, the actual journey and the experiences is, is different for each one of your clients, right? Yes. Yes, I mean, it's the same types of processes, but the, the their situations are definitely unique. Mm -hmm. Because we, their interpretations are gonna be different, even if they have the exact same experience that I did. Right. They may have interpreted it completely differently, and so it, it impacted their life in a different way. Now, can the gateway to healing actually take them, let's say, away from the idea of a harmonious relationship. Like we, I was talking with Verity earlier and you know, we, when we take responsibility for change in a relationship, mm -hmm. some people get caught up in that. Well, it's, it is an abusive relationship, right? Yeah, and sure. And, and yeah, yeah so what I'm just saying is that sometimes the solution, the gateway to resolving the conflict is actually removal from that family yeah. dynamic. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes that removal might be temporary and sometimes it might be permanent. And again, it really depends on the circumstances. But I would never suggest that anyone stay in an abusive relationship because that creates a lot of pain and suffering. Now, sometimes abusers don't even know they're being abusive. They don't even know how. That's what I mean by people are doing the best that they can. They've got their own um, unhealed wounds that are happening. So, you know, it's possible that the other person might be open if they want the relationship to, to stay intact, they might be open and ready to, to look at some healing together. But if not, again, you need to take care of yourself first. And, and the big part of the work I do is helping people create healthy boundaries. And so that, that's a big one in terms of, you know, abuse and how people treat you. So understanding where people are coming from and recognizing that they're doing their best does not mean we just stand there and become a doormat. Because, oh, well, that's the best they can do. So I'll just take it. That that's not what I'm suggesting at all. That you still need to stand up for yourself and speak your truth. Absolutely. So can you say a little bit more about that for some people about healthy boundaries? Because I think sometimes people are like, you know, that's the boundary. You know, it's like concrete wall, yeah. or it's like a jellyfish, you know, like it's there's there no, are no boundaries. There yeah. Are no boundaries yeah. Right? No, yeah, yeah. It's like the brick wall parent, I think it is what yes. the you know, Barbara Colorosa or the jellyfish parent, right? So right. um yeah, sure. if you could speak to that, that would be great. 
Yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, the brick wall is when you're in a lot of fear. Like you, 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 you're. It's kind of like you take a stand. Like nobody's ever going to treat me bad, or no one's ever going to um, make me feel inadequate again. But that's not. That's still coming from unhealed wounds. When, when you you know when you're coming from that energy and then the jellyfish is afraid of confrontation avoids it at all cost and just kind of becomes a chameleon you know to make sure they you know peacekeeper I know I know that role very well because I played that you know for a good part of my life um, but I went to the other end of the pendulum when I got you know in my first marriage and I became the more you know I'm gonna speak up for myself I have opinions I'm not you know so we can go from one end of the pendulum to the other if we haven't healed because we go from one saying, well, this doesn't work, so I'm going to try this and until you realize, you know, what works is, is, is being balanced and being centered into who you really are. And so creating boundaries is, first of all, you have to know yourself. You have to know who you are, not who you think you are, not who you've been conditioned to believe you are, not with the limit, limitations, right? But who are you really and what are your desires? What are your likes and dislikes? What are your preferences? And then you know when you're in communication with someone whether or not that's being crossed. And we can communicate our boundaries from a loving place. If it's coming from a loving place, then it's coming from a healing place. But if it's coming from anger, like, no, I'm not doing that. You're not gonna make, you're not, stop manipulating me. Like, right, because sometimes that's a boundary issue. You know, you've got someone in the family that's really manipulative. Yeah. And so maybe you allowed that before. And now you're like, no, I'm not going to let anyone manipulate me anymore. So we come from that hard stand. But if we can, as we start to heal, we, we start to recognize these family dynamics right. that we played for years. And then we make a conscious choice. No, I'm not playing that role anymore. But not because I'm adamant and I'm going to, you know, choose a harsh role. I'm just going to lovingly say no that's not okay so for example if somebody's speaking to you disrespectfully or in a really angry tone mm -hmm. because they're they just don't like what what you just said or whatever you can say you know i number one validate that's something i always say it's always important to validate somebody before you speak because otherwise they won't hear you anyways and validating helps people to calm down so if you say you know i can tell that you're really upset right now or I can see that you know what I just said really upset you, and it's okay if you're upset, but it's not okay for you to yell at me. Hmm. Because our feelings are our feelings. So it's okay to be angry, it's okay to be sad, it's okay to be disappointed, but it doesn't mean you have the right to project that onto somebody else. So if someone's doing that to you, that's where you can lovingly say, that's not okay. And either you talk to me respectfully and calm down, or I'm going to leave or hang up if it's, or, you know, stop texting or whatever the communication means is. And, but you need to be ready to follow through. And that's hard for some people that have never taken a stand. They try it and then the person comes back with even more force, right? Right. And knocks them right off their center and then they're right back feeling like the victim again. And that's why, you know, with the program that I, the process I take my clients through, we start with uncovering your wounds and then healing your wounds and then creating the boundaries because that's when you can actually honor your boundaries when they are confronted. If you haven't healed first, right. the first sign of anyone attacking your boundaries, you're right back where you started from. That's such a great point because I know when I help, you know, facilitate sometimes physical healings, yeah. right? And people go, oh, I'm healed. And yeah. they want to they shout it from the rooftops. It's like, 
I go, no, no, because other people are like, how can that be? You know, look, and they're actually starting to look for the issue, right? See, oh, see, see, and, and then the person like, oh, maybe, and they start to doubt and the process all unravels because they have yet to embody yes, truly that, that essence of the complete healing. So that works in the same idea here in the whole process for everyone. When we're healing from the inside out, we're getting stronger. Mm -hmm. But there comes a point where we have deeper roots that are going to hold us when someone challenges us, right? Yeah, and that's that's the key is to be able to stand in your power, regardless of how the people around you are showing up, regardless of what they say to you, regardless of what they do, because you're not, again, codependent really on their actions for you to be strong or for you to feel good or for you to you know feel validated you don't need that from anybody outside of you because like you said you healed from the inside out so you're you're strong within yourself and that's a process it takes time it's not i mean sometimes clients will say to me i thought i healed that you know when when they you know with the triggers and stuff it's like i thought i already dealt with that and i'm like yeah you did on one level but it's like an onion there's different layers and now you've just hit another layer that's ready to be healed and released. And that's the beauty of it. As you get closer and closer to the core, you'll know. I mean, I tell people that think that they don't have any wounds or some people say, you know, I had a great childhood. You know, I have no issues. And it's like, great. I mean, I'm happy for you. But do you ever, have you ever in your life been upset by anyone, disappointed by anyone, hurt by anyone? If your answer is yes, you've got some wounds. <laughs> you, know? you know, that's the clue right there. Well, I think the question is, is has there been, I mean, if there has been anybody on the planet that has never had an experience where they've never felt hurt or, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're in like the, you know, 1% of the 1% of the, of the world, because that is, from my experience, the journey is we go through these experiences and we have them to experience. Mm -hmm. And then from that experience, it's like, okay, I've had enough of this. I've done enough suffering now, right? It's like, you know, finally, we're done with this idea that racism exists. Like this is just an, you know, this, we're just done. I say the tipping point has happened. There's, you know, we're, we're complete now. Like it, the change and transformation is still happening. And although individuals might've seen it, the consensus now is like, yes, over the top now. So in that process of healing and dealing with the conflict is the healing. The conflict is recognizing there's an issue. Exactly. There's healing still to be done. That, that's where that's why it's the gateway. Because when yeah. you experience a conflict, instead of getting caught up in the surface of what's going on, right? Right? Like you didn't put the cap on the toothpaste again, you know, tube. It's like it's not about the toothpaste tube. Right. 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 Like, but that's what people get argue about are these things that seem really insignificant because they are, but it's avoiding at well, not even avoiding. They're not even aware most of the time that there's something else. What does right. it mean to you when you've asked your partner, you know, a hundred times that something's important to you and, and he's not following through? What does that mean? Do you feel like he doesn't really care? He doesn't really love you? And where's that? You know, I mean, you can just unravel this forever, right? So that's why if you just make a, a decision 
that starting right now, whenever I experience any kind of conflict with anyone or even within yourself, because we mm -hmm. have conflicts with yeah. ourselves, we beat ourselves up when there's nobody around, right? Right. So anytime we feel any of that, if we just make the decision to look deeper, what is really going on? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and that's actually the conversation my husband and I have together now when something happens. It's up. Uh, now I can recognize more when I've been triggered. Okay, there's a process where at first you don't even know you're triggered. Right. You're just in it, yes. right? You're in yeah. it. Now the difficulty is when you're triggered, you 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 you're reacting right from that child place, mm -hmm. and many times the other it triggers the other person you're communicating with, and that's why you end up with you know I call it two kids throwing sand at each other right. in the sandbox, exactly. right? Because the, the, the yeah. one triggers the other, and they're triggering back and forth, and so I call that being in child state. And so we have an agreement that whoever went, goes in child first, the other person is their job to remain the adult and basically tell their inner child to just take a back seat for a moment and we'll right. get back to you later because right. obviously that child needs some help or some, you know, support right. too, and then support. But now I'm at a place where many times, and the triggers aren't even as big as they used to be. So this is right. the thing. First, they're, they're big and explosive yeah. and, and take a really long time to work through each one because we were committed, right? Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. And then over time, as you start to work with the tools and you know the, the, the processes that, that really can support you, then you start to catch yourself when you've been triggered. It's like, because I'll, I'll do, say something and then I'll go, wait a minute, I just got triggered. And I'm like, okay, what's really going on? So I ask myself the question. I don't even need you know my husband to ask me all the time. It right. depends. It depends on how deep the wound is, right? Yes. The deeper the wound, the greater the outburst. And that's another clue with conflict. And not just for yourself, when you start, you start to see it in the people around you. The people that react the strongest are the most wounded. Right. Well, and they have no tool, or, the, or they are the ones that have the least amount of tools and that's all they know how to do is all over people, right? Yeah. And, and whether they learn that from that same thing, but the explosion is just that. And if, if we can look at the explosion, once the explosion is exploded, yes. to then say, now there's a gateway, yes. even that gives you space mm -hmm. to create an direction that generally, I'm going to say generally, everybody wants to go is to that space that feels better and that has the relationship that they desire. Mm -hmm. Instead of just saying, I'm not getting what I want right, right. here and right now. And there's the brick wall. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, unfortunately, when there's that explosion you talked about, it kind of dies down. It's like that fire. And then it just kind of, you know, goes out. Yep. And then people don't talk about it. They've never resolved it. They don't resolve it. It just, you know, it just kind of dies off until the next time. And then it happens again. And it might happen because of a different um, surface reason, but the deeper reason is the same, yes. that it's not been addressed and healed. So then same thing happens. And that's why you can have some relationships that are just really, really explosive because they're never really dealing with the core issues. But if you start to deal with them, those explosions will become less and less and you'll be able to start just communicating your needs and your desires and, and you know, your wounds you don't make it about the other person's like you know what that's bringing up my feelings of insecurity about you know feeling stupid that was one of my big ones because you know i thought i was stupid growing up because you know for different reasons but right. i don't need to go into but if there was a situation that happened where my husband would question something just because 
not to confront me. It was very innocent on his part, but my child heard, what, you think I'm stupid? And right. that would be a whole, and he's like looking at me like, uh, no, like he, 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 it wasn't his, that was my issue, right? right? And so that's why sometimes you'll have people say, well, I don't even know what I said. Like, right. right? Like they're like, I don't know what I said. He just exploded or she just exploded right. because it's not about you. It, and that's another thing I keep telling people, you know, when you get upset, it's not, it's not about the other person. It's all about you. Right. And if they get upset with you, it's not about you. It's about them. And that's a whole other conversation we could go into if you want. But <laughs> that can be part two of this theory. Because I, I think it's a sign of the times, right? Like it's very much that if people are only pointing fingers, right? Um, and there isn't a shift in the perception of the issue. Mm -hmm. And we're still focused on a problem versus a gateway. Mm -hmm. We're going to get more problems, right? But you put your attention on for sure. And I know, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I started to realize that you know, there was a point where I felt like a, a, a somewhat of a victim to the corporations or the government, or you know, they you know they were doing GMO, you know, and sure. all the things that felt inauthentic to me. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, you know, what every government and every company is made of people, right? And so if I start to hold the vision that every person's heart is opening to the truth of who they are, then the person in the police department that has been noticing the brutality is going to shift or be able to have the courage to stand up or the person mm -hmm. that says, you know what, we shouldn't be dumping our chemicals anymore, you know, in that organization because it's, it's this fact of trusting the process mm -hmm. and holding the vision that I would love to see in the world is that everybody is free from their personal past Mm -hmm. and the world that we were raised to think is how it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And we have, you know, that respect and love that each person is different and unique and special just the way they are. Mm -hmm. And we get to be happy. Exactly. And you okay. brought up, go ahead. No, I was gonna say you brought up a really good point. When, when you do your, your inner healing work and you shift your own energy and perceptions on things, it does impact the people around you. They do start to treat you differently without having a conversation with them about it. So you're absolutely right. It, I mean, we are that, we are powerful beings. We just have forgotten that. Yeah. And the, I mean, until someone has that experience, it's the same thing. It's like when I inner guidance, I talk about you need, it's the experience because we can talk all you want about it. And I mean, mm -hmm. that's what some people do. They read books, they take, yes. they take courses and they want to learn, 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 but they never actually take the step to have the experience and notice, oh, that didn't work that time. You mm -hmm. know, he still failed that one, or it still felt, you know, right. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have that with your yeah. clients. Now, you yeah. told me I would be okay. Yeah, no, it's a, it's all about integration because you know I think there was a saying I don't know for how many years back where we all heard you know knowledge is power, and and I don't believe that it's applied knowledge is power. You yeah. need to apply the knowledge. You can read like you said, read everything online. There's a lot of information yeah. online, 
But I mean, if that's all it took, we'd all have everything we wanted in life, right? We'd all be the weight we want. We'd have all the relationships we want. We'd have all the money we want. We'd have all the physical, mental, emotional health that we want. If all it took was information, we got plenty of that. It yeah. takes more than that. It takes a true commitment and a willingness to, to apply what you're learning and just to take steps. And it takes you out of your comfort zone, big time. Yes. So you have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Because people know what they know. Like that's why, you know, sometimes people will say, well, why do people stay in an abusive relationship? And I don't have judgments about people that, that do because I get it. I mean, it, they, they know what they know what they're dealing with in that situation. They don't know what's out that other door. Plus, there could be other issues of fear of this person, you know, depending on how abusive it is, they could fear for their life if they do leave. There's so many factors in there. So I think it's really important for us to let go of, you know, judging people and their choices and not judging ourselves either. We, it's all about being compassionate and loving. Those are like two important things for me is just coming from love and compassion for self first, because if you can't give it to yourself, you can't give it to other people. I used to have very high expectations of people and I realized it's because I had them for myself, mm -hmm. right? And nobody of course could meet them. I had enough trouble meeting my own, right? So I had to like, I had to recognize it's like, wait a minute, where's this coming from? But again, that was also from pain, you know, core wounds of like, I need to, I need to be this perfect person to be loved, accepted, validated all, you know, fill in the blanks. But once you let that go, it's like you, you can just, it, it, it's just so it becomes natural for you to, to have the compassion and non judgment for others when you've been able to give it to yourself, because you realize everyone else is like you too. They're all suffering in their own way. They have their own wounds, they have their own pain. They're all doing their best and, and you start to see it everywhere. And then you just send love. Even when someone's not treating you nicely, you, I do that, you know, and I say, yeah. <laughs> I just send, send them love, you know, telepathically. Because right? if I said it out loud, they'd probably send somebody with a straight jacket. But, you yeah, know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, sometimes it's emotion. I just like, you know, like, you know. Um, but yeah, and and I would like you to speak more about that because you, you just mentioned telepathically. So ultimately, do you view this experience that we're calling life here as the experience of having these experiences that then we get to overcome and be more compassionate, loving and kind? Or how would you like people to realize, you know, one thing is this conflict is the gateway. The, can they avoid, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, I know people always still, they want to avoid things, right? Can they avoid the stuff before they recognize they've got issues or is that part of the experience, do you think? Well, I think I'm, I'm not quite sure if I understand your question, but are you saying uh, the, the purpose of us being here, like of life in general? Yeah, like is it is can people avoid? I think most people, you know, in the sense they want to not have, you know, stiff upper lip. They want to pretend it didn't go on. Do you feel that part of the experience of us being here in life is to have some of those experiences that we have to transform? I personally think our, our reason for being here is to experience joy. 
And I think what I do, I, it's just, I you know, that's what I've come to is that that, you know, when people say, what's the purpose of life? I mean, people are looking for it to be a thing, you know, well, I'm mm -hmm. supposed yeah. to do this or this or this. I think it's about a state of being, not not mm -hmm. something we do, but it's who, who we're being and whatever we're doing. So I think it's about um, experiencing joy. But I think what happens is because, you know, we're all brought up with people that have limited thoughts they have their own wounds you know it gets passed on to us and so we lose touch with that joy so i think our journey in life is to remember who we are who we really are and and that's what you know why my my business is called magnify your magnificence because i believe we are all magnificent beings of light and we have you know the light's been dimmed or shut out for some people because of our past experiences so i don't think it's the purpose that we came here to suffer i i don't believe that right i think it yes it happens uh and so you know how do we get back to joy that, that you know if that if that's you know ultimately what i believe why we're here is to experience joy and and you know do whatever brings you joy and if you're not feeling it for whatever reasons, then we then we have the power to take responsibility for that and come back to that place of joy. But it's going to be a process of healing to get there. It's it, I wish we could just wave a magic wand, you know. And we're not there yet. But see, not there yet. Maybe someday. Maybe someday it'll be just the thought. You know, yeah, I'm done with. Like you said, I'm done with. You know, feeling these things, or I'm done with holding on to this anger, and and just we could let it go with snapping our fingers. That would be amazing. I don't think most of us are there yet. <laughs> you know, well, it, you know, I am wholeheartedly in alignment with you because for me, my experience was I did buy into that theory of peeling onion layers and that the journey was that we had to suffer. And But I've come to the point now where it's like, no, I think it's to rub the sleep out of your eyes and wake up. We're here to be like a child. And today, if we want to play with pots and pans or, you know, do cartwheels or, you know, blow in a dandelion, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's sure. that's the experience. And if that lasts for three seconds and then I'm like, oh my gosh, and I'm chasing a butterfly, you know? Yeah. And yeah. when we can give permission to ourselves to actually be like that, then it's, the freedom within I've discovered in myself, it's like, it just heals everything, right? Like it's just, there's a natural order that, that, that just is there. I wouldn't have thought it in the beginning of this personal development journey that that could be, but that's where you have to journey. <laughs> you know, it's like have the experiences and then decide for yourself. And when you've had enough experiences or maybe you happen to be the one that gets the app that snaps your fingers and everything shifts, um, it is an entirely new world. It is, and we get to create our own world. We really do. I mean, yes, we've got a physical world, but I think our in internal world really creates our, our outer reality. And like you said earlier, you know, what we focus on, I really do believe in the, I don't even know who said it first, what we focus on expands. But like you were saying, if we're in a state of joy and we keep, um, you know, choosing things that bring us joy, then we have more experiences of joy. I mean, yep. there's so much evidence of that in our world. So we're, we're choosing joy, we're choosing, you know, healing from the inside out, we're choosing love and compassion and yeah. forgiveness. And it must be because we were born in Canada. But that's the, the idea is everybody can have this experience. 
right? Yeah. It's really, it's really here. And if you need help to get through the conflict that's going on in your life and embrace the gateway, then Marissa is your Marissa is where you want to go. <laughs> well, I'd be happy to talk to anybody. Yes magnify your magnificence so there is a link to get in contact with you in the in the in the original post okay um is there anything else you want to finish off with well even if anyone just uh, wants to have a chat with me if you're dealing with a specific family issue that you're feeling stuck um you can hop on a complimentary call with me you can just go to talkwithmarisa.com and that's marisa with one s so you can see it on the screen um, and just schedule a time and we can chat Awesome. I like that. Talk with Marissa. I, I can, can I copy that one? Talk. Sure. Info? That's sure. good. No. It's just easier, easier to, than to try to have a long URL within. Right. <laughs> it, exactly. it, goes, it goes straight to my calendar so people can choose what works for them. Perfect. All right. Well, I'm so glad we had a very clear connection. Yeah, that's great. It was awesome. And I hope to do this again, because I think, this is a conversation that can be broken down into many different parts as you do with your clients, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Talk Thank about you. it for a long, long time. Thanks for having me here. I love you lots. Lots thanks, of love. Thanks everyone for joining okay. us. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.